0: Hi guys, welcome back to Girls Gyms and Giggles. I hope you all are doing super fabulous today. I have a special guest tonight by the name of Amber Rose and she is the creator of the Psychic Messenger podcast. You can find her podcast on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, nine different platforms, okay? You can find her and I think after you listen to this episode with her, you're going to want to go back and listen to some previous podcasts that she has made on her platform because I've listened to her and that's why I wanted to invite her on the show so that you guys could learn a little bit more about like soulmates and twin flames and soul ties and things like that. If you're all interested in those type of topics, then this episode is for you. So sit back and enjoy this conversation with Amber Rose from the Psychic Messenger. I'll see you there. So I wanted to um, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Um, I've I've been been been. listening to your podcast, uh, The Psychic Messenger, and I love your episodes. (laughs) Thank you so much. So amazing. I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, um, I don't know, I just, I feel like this sense of connection with you um, in a way, that might sound strange. (laughs) I don't mean to be like weird about it but um no I just think that you have a really good spirit about yourself and so I really wanted to just invite you on the show because you seem to have like this wealth of knowledge like when it comes to um not only this topic but including like soul soulmates twin flames karmics and things like that and so I just wanted to kind of like Ask a few questions about that, if that's okay. Of course. So before we talk about that, I would like to get to know a little bit about you and like how you got started on your podcast journey and your your psychic journey and things like that. Yeah.
1: So um, for the most part, I I say it like this. Um, I've been this way since I was a child. So I've been a person that's opened up to the spiritual and the physical since I was a child. Um, But I grew up as a Jehovah's Witness. So I grew up in a lifestyle where that was considered bad or it was considered like you had like something attached to you or or something like that. So, you know, I would tell my parents about what I would experience and they tell me, you know, like, don't tell anybody, keep it quiet, pray about it, things like that. So for a big part of my life, I basically just kind of led a, a life that was very close to scripture and that was basically it. And I would ignore, you know, like the knowings that I had or the feelings that I had, or even my interactions that I would have, I just ignore them and not tell anyone until I got, you know, older and, and I was an adult. My mom passed away when I was a teenager I was 17. Mm-hmm. and um, my father mm-hmm. life when I was about nine years old so I didn't really have a parental figure in my life and so I basically from the age of 17 and up had to raise myself
0: wow that's tough it was (laughs) (laughs) yeah I can't oh my gosh and so where did you stay like how did you take care of yourself well, um, it was me
1: and my older sister. We got our own place. We split bills down the middle. We both got jobs. You know, we had we knew it was time for us to grow up and make change. So that's exactly what we did. We worked together to make that happen until we both met our um, people and we went our separate ways for a while.
0: Mm. And so now you said you've been when you said you were experiencing things. Um, so what age did that begin? can remember.
1: I was about 6 years old when I had my And life.
0: what did that look like? What was it like?
1: Um it was me asking my sister why I was here. I was like, "Well, why did the most high, you know, create me? Me out of everyone? Why did he bring me here?" And I thought very deeply about it and um one night I was going to sleep and I felt like this this heat, so to say, and I saw um, a young girl at the edge of my bed. So that's how that happened, and I was really nervous. And I'm like, "What's going on?" And that's when I went to my mom. She's like, "Pray about it. Pray about it. You know, call on Jehovah's name, and and you know, it, you won't see it anymore." But the older mm-hmm. I, the more I saw. But it got mm-hmm. to where I didn't feel threatened. The older
0: I got. Okay. So when you were little, it was it was a scary experience for you. It was.
1: Because I knew no one else was in the house (laughs) besides, Mm -hmm. so to see someone else was pretty scary.
0: Was it was it like a a glimpse or like like it like she remained there or what was it like?
1: She remained there, and um, I turned over, and I was really scared. And I shut my eyes really, really, really tight for a while. And um, by the time I did that, I probably did it for about 10 minutes. She was gone after that.
0: Mm. And so did your family members say like, oh, well, you know, maybe you had an aunt or a cousin or uncle or somebody who also had those kind of experiences. So maybe they understood where it came from, even if they weren't accepting of it per se. I never really knew of
1: anyone that had The same experiences in my life. Um, My mom, she would have dreams. Mm -hmm. Dreams where she was of knowing of things and the dreams were so bad that she would scream at night. Um, Our family, everyone has, it's like something different. My sister, she um, basically told me just recently, she's like, I've been seeing visions for a very long time.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking. I was like, because usually I feel like those gifts are kind of like passed through, you know, through generations from what I heard, you know? That's what I was wondering, like, was it just you?" or, okay, so probably some other people experienced it, but they were more so repressing a bit.:
1: Exactly. exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. And so at what age did you begin to kind of like accept your gifts?
1: Um, accepting happened about, about three years ago. ago. Um, I decided by the time I was 25 that, um, because I went through the process of being in my faith, being what's called disfellowshipped, getting reinstated. And when I came back, I was like, I don't like being here. The energy doesn't feel right. That's Mm -hmm. all. And so I did like a final gathering with people and, spent time with a few people and I knew it was my last time considering myself as a Jehovah's Witness. So mm-hmm. after that, I decided to move on and I started to explore my own beliefs. And that's when my gifts started to kind of come to light. And after that, I started to cleanse my energy, use crystals. And that's when I really became connected.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, it sounds like that takes, like, a lot of courage. Did it, was, did it take a lot of courage for you to finally, because, like, I know, like, from what I've heard, Jehovah's Witness, they're pretty, like, solid and firm and kind of like a family structure where you don't too much venture outside of each other for the most part, right? And so, was it hard to to kind of separate yourself from that and finally be solid in your decision?
1: At first it was because it was all I knew for a very long time, but mm-hmm. then I'm kind of that person where if something does not fit for me, I will eventually move on. And I realized that I started to become my true authentic self and it wasn't accepted. And just me being myself, being kind of out, outspoken and outgoing, people didn't even really like that part of my personality so it was just like well I mean if you don't like who I am I'm not going to be around that's just how I am as a person Mm -hmm.
0: and so have you been able to kind of like find your tribe per se since then like with you know in a different community or so um not really Uh, I'm just that kind of
1: person where I can adapt to almost anyone that I meet
0: Mm -hmm. so I'm who I meet in the moment and I just kind of coast through life (laughs) let's just say yeah I'm the same way like I don't I'm not surrounded by like a lot of people like my circle is very small because I also pick up on energy really well and I'm like if the energy is not vibing for me like I literally can't (laughs) like it just does not feel right and I need to like escape the situation you know what I mean and so (laughs) yeah so I can't really be in too many situations like it's too much for me so I get it it's it's really hard to kind of like find your tribe and find your people but you know they're out there <laughs> well, they're
1: out I, I notice that I find my people anywhere I go I've noticed that if I keep the mindset where it's like You meet people for a moment. You meet them for a reason. They're still a part of your tribe, no matter where you go and separate from Mm -hmm. each other, no matter how small the time frame is. Um, I remember going to a park with my dog and three other people. We all gravitated together and we were supposed to just stay there for like an
0: hour, but we all hung out for two and a half hours. (laughs) (laughs) That's so nice. Yeah, (laughs) And it's crazy because like when you think about stuff like that, it's like, wow this was like predestined for us to meet Mm -hmm. on this date at this time in this spot you know what I mean and connect and it's like yeah that's beautiful
1: we had a lot of fun we talked about everything and the the crazy thing is they're we're all about 10 years younger than me but we still had a great time right (laughs) 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 but we still had fun
0: what kind of dog do you have if you don't mind? Because I'm a dog mom too. So, like,
1: yeah, um, I have an Australian Shepherd miniature. I know you probably heard that loud bark in the background.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I didn't hear it. No, I didn't hear it. Is it got a boy? A girl. A girl dog? No, I didn't hear her. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. So, is that a big dog? Um. Yeah, she's about medium yeah. size. Yeah, oh, now I heard. Okay, <laughs> she's like here I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a poodle. He, oh, but he swear he's so big and tough.
1: <laughs> I love poodles. They are so so cute.
0: He's so adorable. But I swear to you, every time I'm like trying to do a podcast. He- girl here he comes <laughs> he's like I'm going to bark on here everybody's going to hear me today <laughs> it <Like, laughs> oh. <laughs> has to be heard I'm going to change girls' yes it seems like it'll
1: fit it, it'll definitely fit huh it, it seems like it'll definitely fit Especially right <laughs> insert himself
0: into the show <laughs> Right, <laughs> <It's not new>. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you know, I was listening to well, a few of your episodes and they re- resonated with me, but you know, just love is like a big topic, <laughs> relationships, and um, I wanted to know a little bit more like, what are the differences between how do you know if someone's more like a twin flame or a soulmate or like a karmic?
1: So one thing important to realize is that a twin flame can also take you through karmic lessons. It's one thing I had to really learn. Uh, but twin flame, that, that connection is, is very strong. In many ways, this person is like you. That's the main thing. You can see yourself in this person. Okay. Um, They mirror you in many ways. You all have the same types of, uh, not really capabilities, but way of doing things and answering to situations and problems. And that's why you all are brought together to go through these karmic lessons. Um, It's just so that you all can learn these lessons, get out of these lessons, grow from these lessons. But you are drawn to one particular person at a time in your life where you need to grow in order to learn those lessons together. A lot of times you don't have to learn those lessons on your own. You are brought together with your twin flame to
0: do it. Mm. And how do you know, how do you recognize that this person is your twin flame?
1: Uh, At first I didn't recognize it. But as I got older, I recognized the similarities between the good and the bad between both of us. So a lot of times your twin flame can be acting from their shadow side mm-hmm. and what they're going to be up to for the most part, because if they're acting from the start, their shadow side, that shadow side is shared with you. It could be the worst version of yourself that can actually be your twin flame.
0: Mm. And so you have, you tend to go through like situations or synchronicities with that person.
1: Now, it depends on if they're tapped in. Uh, When I was with my twin flame, he was not tapped in. Uh So it really just depends. Now, there were times towards the end of our relationship where we both at the same time started seeing the same synchronicity of 319.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) So we kept seeing that synchronicity over and over and over again.
0: Oh okay, so it's like because I feel like I've I've met it's one like a twin flame before, you know, and I do feel that like there was this instant like gravitation towards each other. Like like our souls recognize each other. And that's the part of the reason why I was having a difference understanding like, okay, is that more like a soulmate person or is that could it just be like a or what but I don't know there was definitely this instant I'm, I'm like a very like private reserved person and I'm not really like I don't just immediately feel drawn to people like that but I did with um another person and then there was another relationship I had where it was just more like wasn't that instant connection but it was more so I do feel like I've known this person lifetimes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so (laughs) I don't don't know like is there a difference between the two because like at first I was kind of more so like "Mm, I don't know if I'm feeling this person but I I don't know but I did feel like okay we've been through this a lot of times before (laughs) you know what I mean and then like even some out people always say like oh like how long have you guys been together how long you guys look like you've been together for years and we like had just met you know it was like everywhere we went people would say that so are those like maybe some of the signs that usually yes um the biggest
1: difference that I've noticed for myself in situations is what does this person show you about you okay really A lot of times what you see and you're like, I don't get why this person is, you know, X, Y, Z, is because you're being that way. And this person is just mirroring you. Now, what you describe sounds like more of a past life soulmate, someone that you feel like you've been married to before, in a relationship with before. The comfort is just automatic. But your twin flame comes into your life to challenge you,
0: to become... A, there's definitely a difference then between a yeah. the twin flame and a mate. Definitely. Okay, that's what I was hearing. Okay. Okay, I get that. So the the twin flame is the person who mirrors you and challenges you. So more so it's about growth with this individual.
1: Exactly. That's why the relationship is so difficult.
0: hmm And it's hard to break away from those, huh? <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, it's usually hard to break away if you feel like you haven't grown to your highest capacity. Okay. If you still have lessons to learn and, and growth to go to go through, then it's gonna be harder to break away. Um, the hardest to break away from with uh twin flame is you get codependent on each other because of the fact that you all haven't grown to be individuals yet.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, and so you just kind of like keep going through those those loops and those patterns even though they're not like good experiences because you haven't quite learned the lesson yet, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. But mm-hmm. I always uh, would say <laughs> take the good with the bad and the bad with the good because I'm not going to sit here and say that I didn't have good times with my twin flame. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say that we did not have good times together. But we also had a lot of lessons to learn that cause issues, hard
0: issues to get over. And so with your soulmate, is it is there one soulmate or are there many soulmates in a lifetime?
1: There are many soulmates in a lifetime. Now, okay. uh, as far as past life soulmate, I'm not 100% sure. Maybe there's someone else that you spent the past life with. Um, I've only met one for me, but different soulmates come into your life for different reasons, and some of them are just there to show you that you don't have a love in your life at that time, and that's exactly what you needed.
0: Mm. That's deep, <laughs> that's deep, mm-hmm. and so now if you're with since you can have more than one soulmate in a lifetime then is it still like okay that soulmate is also just there to for a little while i mean because when you say soulmate it kind of gives the con, like the connotation like this is my lifetime partner though but not necessarily huh it's kind it's similar to the twin flame where you learn a lesson and then they go when it's over
1: it depends on the person. If you want to go back cuz a lot of people say, "Hey, when you grow and the twin flame grows, you can still be together and grow." Um, I personally am not a believer in a lifetime partner. I believe that many people come into your life for many different reasons. <laughs> um, They come into your life for many different reasons. Mhm. And you're at a different stage of growth throughout your entire life some people have been able to constantly learn from each other over a lifetime they know what they want they love each other and they go from there and create a foundation but in a lot of cases it may not be like that you may be that person that constantly goes through a death and rebirth cycle throughout your entire life and so you're gonna need different people to
0: come in and show
1: you something differently
0: mm because because you didn't learn so if you don't learn it in this lifetime, is that why they keep showing up in your next lifetime, and then they won't show up if you've learned it? usually, mm,
1: that's why it's lifetime after lifetime, but mm. people don't realize is if you're in a term of completion in a lifetime. And your twin is not, even if you ascend, your twin may still have to come back to recreate a life to learn those lessons while you ascend. The the biggest thing I always say is it's it's always a choice. Do you want to be with this twin or not? You don't have to actually fulfill whatever it is that you all are here to do. Sometimes you all are here to just learn from each other. And that's it.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because you come from like a religious background as well. And so like, I know in church, we were always taught like, don't be with someone who you feel you are unequally yoked with. Right. Have you heard that? Right. Yes. I definitely. Oh. <laughs> right? And so does that apply to the spirituality world as well? Like if someone is not awaken like you is that gonna make the relationship too challenging are you supposed to help them along their journey to get more awakened how does that work um love is love that, that's how
1: I say it love is love and a lot of times your twin may not be awakened the other person not be, may not be awakened to whatever is going on the point of the matter is to let things happen naturally through the bond and connection of love you love that person. You know you love them. Express that and live through that. Because a lot of times, loving someone is not equally yoked. That person has a lot of different ways and imperfections, and so do you. But love is a strong foundation to build on.
0: But see, the problem is, like, okay, let's say the person is not as awakened as you are. And so you're seeing that they're responding through their traumas and they're responding through their childhood issues and your egos and all these like places that need to be dealt with. And it's kind of like hard to, to put up with certain things because you also have your back. And it's like, I realize you're reacting through these places of trauma, but because you don't and you're letting your ego or pride or whatever those issues are kind of formulate this relationship it becomes very draining mm-hmm. on the person who who is awakened and aligned you know and it's like where do you set the limit between okay I have my self-love boundaries and really trying to help a person who doesn't realize the place they're reacting from
1: right it's it's all about making a choice yeah It's all about making a very important choice and that's what what happened to me as well it it was more like I know the work that I have to put in on myself I know what I have to do for my life I know the work that I'm putting in now and what has to happen in the near future and I actually did have a conversation with my twin before we moved on and the conversation was more of what what I knew and what had to happen so mm-hmm. sometimes you have to disconnect for the better of both mm-hmm. if you want to
0: through
1: mm-hmm. the cycle with them while they're not learning their lessons, and you're not learning the lesson of self love mm-hmm. by doing that or mm-hmm. you can decide to disconnect, walk away, and appreciate the life that you
0: two shared and keep moving on mm-hmm. Or you could decide to stick with them and kind of help ease them through those transitions or is that not recommended?
1: You definitely can, but it's all about energy. And that's Mm why I say it's more like, you never know what if this person still keeps, you know, toxic relationships in their life. Mm -hmm. Then you're taking on the energy of them and many toxic relationships. You have to decide for yourself when is a good time to disconnect for your own energy your own needs because you're just one person at the end of the day and you don't want to be staring a doctor in the face. Like I was when they're like, whatever you're doing, stop what you're doing. And it was because I was giving too much. Don't Mm want to be me where I put too much on myself and I miscarried.
0: Oh, wow.
1: So when I had to go through all of that, I realized I'm like, well, I got to make a choice for
0: myself now. And this was with your, your twin flame. Yes. Oh, wow. So you guys have been through a lot. Yeah, we have. Mm
1: -hmm. We were together for 10 years. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I'll say it like this. I love my twin flame to this day. My twin flame is in many ways like me. In many ways, this person is me. (laughs) But
0: I have to choose me at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And so if he was to, do you feel like he would be able to kind of like awaken and grow spiritually on his own without you so that I there think- be a possibility of you guys reconnecting one day or what?
1: I do. Um, I view it as my, my twin flame is my family, period. <laughs> like, but, and I do feel like he is strong enough to get through what he needs to get through. hmm um, you know, like I say, we all have a spirit team. He has a very strong spirit team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so they're going to get him through whatever they need to get him through. So that the other side.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you guys can have more of a, a positive relationship instead of a toxic one. Exactly. Mm. So is he not your soulmate? Is he only your twin flame?
1: I I would say yeah, this person's my <laughs> they're they're my twin flame. I also do say a soulmate as well because we still have that connection where uh, if I know that he's been thinking about me, I can feel it. Mm-hmm. I can feel it. So we still have that relationship, but we already have that talk where it's like we want to see each other happy with other people, challenged in our life, and. You know, we want to be at each other's weddings and and things like that. Once we both get to that place in life where we're, you know, healed and
0: whole. Wow. That's, I mean, that's. So, I mean, when you can take yourself out of the situation and just truly want what's best for your person. That's that's pretty good. It takes a lot of work
1: it does it's not easy um, it took a lot of awakenings. let's just say it like that
0: what What do you mean by that?
1: I mean it like um when you go through the awakening process, you realize things and reach new areas of knowing that
0: you probably didn't know before, okay. I'm glad you said that as well. <laughs> so for the listeners and even myself, what, what, do you, what does the awakening process look like? How do you know if you're going through an awakening process?
1: Usually an awakening process starts with a lot of um, emotions. Okay. A lot of emotions, um, a lot of con- like inner conflict. I want to go this way with my life, but I've always gone this way. I want to do this, but I've always
0: done this. Mm. So kind of feeling this strong desire to be your authentic self, like you were feeling when you left the Jehovah's Witness. Exactly. That was an awakening period for you. Exactly. Okay. So this strong desire to feel like you want to be your authentic self. And then what else? And mainly... What direction you want to go in in life? Mm.
1: It's uh, the faded life versus the destiny life is usually what it's called. Faded is what you were born into. Destiny is what you choose. But a lot of us don't realize that our faded life prepares us for our destiny life. We just
0: need to make the choice to make the crossover. Our faded life prepares us for our destiny life. Mm-hmm. I had to meditate on that. I like that our faded our fated life prepares us for our destiny life. I get that. I get that one hundred percent I said I't realize it until you just said it, but you're right. that makes perfect sense. Mm. how much better off could people be if they knew that
1: I think... Oops. It would eliminate a lot of confusion in people's
0: life. Real, <laughs> for real. The <laughs> <For real. laughs> process more. Hmm. Mm. So okay. So you you are a psychic. Yes. And so, what all does that entail? Do you do tarot cards or past life readings? What What is it like for you? Yeah,
1: um, I do tarot cards and, and oracle cards, but it's kind of a knowing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's more whenever I get a message, whenever I get a download, that's when I deliver it. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes it can be very random. Like I can pass a random person, and I'll automatically have a download for that person, and I will tell them their message. um It's, it's at first it was very very awkward. Sometimes it still is, but I look like I'm about 17 years old, so people don't get weirded out. <laughs> <at me. laughs> and I'm five, so uh, when we so short, people are like,
0: "Oh, look at this short child." So I can. Do that. <laughs> Yeah, and then you have that soft, sweet voice. So it's like, okay. <laughs> that? Wow. So do you, did you find yourself like, did anyone ever get offended or have you just had pretty much warm receptions when you've, when in these channeled message, maybe to strangers, like if they didn't ask for it?
1: Right? Um. It's kind of one of those things, like, sometimes I do get nervous, like, I'm like, oh, I gotta give this person this message. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know how they're gonna, you know, respond, but I just, I just tell them, I say, I have a message for you, so that no one's, like, weirded out.
0: I mean, the thing is, like, for me, personally, I believe that, you know, we, we get these gifts from, like, our ancestors, and it's really not anything to be scared of. It's kind of like your generations protecting you and guiding you, right? And speaking to you through other people or or through signs to kind of help you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it feels like that. So oh, I get it. It's like it can be kind of like like I don't know Kind of weird, awkward to kind of just say, "Hey, I have this message for you," and you don't know, like, what place that person is in their journey.
1: Yeah, um I've had sometimes I have someone say something like, "Huh," Mm -hmm. (laughs) they'll stop in their tracks and go, "Huh,"
0: yeah,
1: and and ask me,
0: "Like, are are you a psychic?" And so so that made you start your um, podcast like when did you start your podcast?
1: I started in uh, December around Christmas last year.
0: Oh 2021. Yeah okay yeah. so okay so you're new like us too because we started in January. okay so, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay and so what made you decide to start the podcast and how's it been going?
1: um. I had already had like a business where I was kind of doing something like that, but I was doing it through like digital art and um, with my digital art, how I was doing it was I was sitting in front of people, letting them vent about their lives. And then I was taking photos and then I create an art piece about this person and their sense of being just by pulling their energy. Mm. I just felt like I wasn't reaching enough people doing that. And I noticed that the process to create the art and take the pictures, it was very draining for me. And so I got to the point where I just started personally creating art under my own name. And so I was like, well, how can I actually reach more people? And I have been brainstorming how to do it for a while. I was listening to a podcast called um, Cultivating Her Space. And they were talking about the platform Anchor. That's when I started I was like, you know what? I think I could just reach more people and and do it this way. So one day I just kind of was sitting at the park and I got this burning desire in my stomach to say what needed to be said. And I just started talking. Mm-hmm. And in that one day, four episodes. And after that, it was just history. Wow.
0: wow. It was to come through, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. I've I really enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. You know, I had never even thought about podcasting before. And kind of like you, one day, well, I was listening to podcasts. Like, I would go on my walks, you know, and I would listen to podcasts. But it never crossed my mind, like, oh, I should do one. Right? But then um, my daughter, she was moving to go out of the state to go to college. And I was like, well, this would be a cool way for us to kind of, like, keep in touch. And then also share Perspectives from different age groups and, you know, kind of just make sure our relationships heal, happy, flowing. flowing. And yeah. so, yeah. And so I was like, well, this would be a good way. And honestly, it's been such a great experience. I wish she could have joined us today. Um, she's actually out here visiting right now. So she had a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> so, you know, of course you know how it is. But um no, it's been um it's been so so wonderful. And so I want to congratulate you on following your and then messages out to people because I'm telling you, I know a lot of people that probably listen to you that um really learn a lot. From your podcast. And again, it's called the Psychic Messenger. I listen to you on Apple, but you're on other platforms as well, right? Correct. So, which ones are those? Where can they find uh, you?
1: Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Radio, uh, Castbox.
0: We're on about nine different platforms right now. Beautiful, beautiful, and so yeah. Um, I think it's just so wonderful that you're able to just get those messages out because you really do have a gift. You really do. I feel it. So, <laughs> you yeah. hear for me. I'm sure you already know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, I, just I, I, I,
1: um,
0: actually have a, a message for you.
1: Oh. Okay. <laughs> 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 so uh 7 11 p.m about leaving things in the past there's something that you've been thinking about letting go of something that you've been thinking about kind of doing without just to make life easier for you it's a good idea to let go of it um also there's going to be an opportunity to turn something new into something more lucrative for yourself um, the offer and how you may receive the offer may come with some sort of counter offer. Be very careful about what you sign and what you see there. Just pay attention to that. But overall, take opportunities that allow
0: you to grow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm glad you said that, Amber, because I be a very indecisive person. I'm sure. <laughs> but I am a very indes- <laughs> and so just here. Go ahead and take the opportunity. Means <laughs> a lot because I. I I'm also. I <laughs> a lot, you know, I like to really think things through. But um, thank you. Bringing that to my awareness. awareness.
1: Of course. You're going to be very happy by the opportunity that's going to present itself, so um, I'm not going to do it here, but on my live webcast, when someone has an opportunity coming towards them, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with iCarly, but how Sam had that remote, I do an applause button. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay, so what happens now? Um, there's a, There was a show called iCarly when I was a kid, <laughs> and um. They had like a like live web show, and they would do like this clap button anytime something great happened. So on my live webcast, um, if I have some sort of a, a message for someone that has to do with them getting an opportunity, I will press an applause button.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so can I get? Oh, so, so I'm on the live. Podcast. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so when are your <laughs> lives? How can I so catch I'm them? The Right now.
1: But, you know, applause for you. <laughs> 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 applause, congratulations.
0: Oh, I received that. I received that wholeheartedly. Thank you. Thank you very Thank much. Thank um, So where can we, when can you, you said you do live streams, is we, what time, where can we do that? At? Where can we hear, listen?
1: So that's going to be on the Wisdom live webcast app. And what I do is I do like the live collective readings with my decks. Um, I've been transitioning into just kind of doing channeled messages where I'm doing them without any decks lately. Um, I'm kind of pulling away Mm -hmm. from the decks as much just because the downloads are coming a lot quicker based on the energy that's in the room. Today we had about over 111 people step into the live webcast so mm-hmm. just based off of that I couldn't even get the cards out fast enough right
0: <laughs> and at a certain time Amber or is it just kind of like oh okay.
1: yeah it's really just based okay. so- off of if I get up and like other's oh, messages I have to get on okay. the live webcast today
0: okay so you guys Go download that Wisdom app. I'm on there as well. That's actually how I <laughs> I saw you, um, Amber, on there. So, yeah, I love it over there. It's very cool. I,
1: I do, too. But- and I love the fact that you automatically get, like, a notification of someone starting their live
0: webcast. Because I start mine randomly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Me, too. I have to fill it. And then I have to make sure I'm in the right, you know, space and time and place and everything. <laughs> and that Wednesday
1: to at Starbucks, and it was kind of huh. like I went live once out of Starbucks and I had like the all the business people passing me like what is she doing
0: and I was thinking like please don't interrupt <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm like I already have my dog in the background it's just like a lot going on so exactly yeah I would recommend you guys to download that wisdom app so that you can go follow the psychic messenger on the wisdom app and listen to those live streams. And then you, I'm sure you have some downloads there already, right? That they can go back and listen to as well.
1: Yes. Uh, we've been posting since, um, since last month and then we have about maybe 10 to 15 now that people can listen to. So
0: Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. So anything new on the horizon for you? Or you going to write a book or anything like uh, that? <laughs> That's not share? books right now. Um,
1: there's going to be a transition um, as far as building some sort of a virtual community for mm-hmm. our collective. Yes. Um, the, the biggest thing is, is that there are so many different tarot readers. I'm pulling away from using the cards as much as I used to to just do a lot more uh, motivational talks and and deliver messages channeled straight through. And it's only because of the fact that there are a lot of copycats out there. There are a lot of people who, um, you know, are using the cards as forms of manipulation and you can catch it happen. And so uh, because of that, I want to create more of a virtual community for people who want to be around open-minded Want to be able to meet people in the same space and want to make sure that they have clean energy around them.
0: Absolutely. Oh, I love clean energy. <laughs> because, <better than> <laughs> yeah, uh, cause, yeah the, one of the most draining things is taking on people's negative energies. Like, oh, I just can't. <laughs> but we already talked about that. So, yes, exactly. I love clean energy. I'm with we doing that? So, keep me updated on what's going on. I'd like to join and be part of that collective and that space that you're doing. So Of course.
1: Of course. We'd be happy to have you. You have great energy. I love how it seems like you just flow with the energy that's happening around you.
0: Aww. So
1: that's, yeah, we definitely would love to have someone like you in the collective.
0: Okay. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> well, Amber, I'm, I don't want to take up too much. You learned a lot today, and I have truly, truly, truly enjoyed speaking with you. It has been my pleasure. I thank you from the bottom of my heart.
1: Yes, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed being here. Stay blessed. Okay, you
0: take care. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.